Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. 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 I was just looking at some of the stuff from the first bit of the book. Wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just remind myself. It's not like you to get distracted, Ellie. <laughs> I know. Hey guys, hey, how are you? Um, she's still. I presume I need to answer. <laughs> yeah. Still looking at the book. I'm good. I'm good. I am <clears throat> a bit cold because it's November and my flat is like an iceberg. But other than that, I'm fine. How are you? It's my birthday month. Woo! The it's best time. Wait, like, what, what, how many days? Six, six days. And so I'm super excited because I'm going to make everyone eat food with me for a whole weekend. I'm actually really excited. Like, really? Gonna... I didn't sound very excited. I am really excited. Let me try that again. I'm really excited. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I promise. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to make people eat food with me. So we're going to go. We're going to go out in, um, in our town, in, like, in our hometown, and then on the Friday with the girls I grew up with, with my day ones. And then on Saturday, Kath is going to come with me and a few others, and we're going to go to a Chotto Mate. I, I made the cut, guys. Guys, I made the cut. <laughs> she made the cut. She's going to do the bougie, bougie dinner on Sat. Yeah. And live I'm... my best life dinner. Actually, I was do. looking at where to go for dinner on Friday with my brother and I sent him Flesh and Buns and I was like, why would I go to Flesh and Buns? I'm going to go to a Japanese place on Saturday. guys <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that do like Gloria's and Circolo. Yeah. They've both, I can't say it, so uh, here's me stopping Circolo? myself. Poppin Circolo? Circolo? <laughs> You know, basically Instagram. Oh, fancy Italian with all the bottles in mm. by where Facebook is. Like, <laughs> this is how I know. That's <laughs> how we work in marketing. For fuck's sake. That's how you know we work in marketing. Uh, the one in Rathbone Square, and then Glories is in Shoreditch, and then they've opened another one in Covent Garden. If you're still looking for stuff. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. I think they've been open for a while. Nah, maybe I'm thinking no. something else. No, I really want to go there every time, as in I really want to go to Circular. Every time I try and go, I can't. Like, really cute. Yeah, I, me and Caroline went once when, and we were like, any chance you've got a table? And they just looked, it was a Friday night, and we were like, let's just try our luck. Someone might not have turned up, it'll be fine. And they just looked at us and they were like, no. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, it was worth a try. <laughs> we went there and they were like, uh, they could give us a table at, like the last possible seating and my friend was just like absolutely not I'm hungry now <laughs> yeah so you know what? they often have tables at like 4 45 or something yeah maybe we, maybe we should do that before the office move sorry this is <laughs> this chit chat we could do that when we're still in soho and then we can just you know start work early finish work early or go for lunch what? We could have a choice of it though, because not only could we go to Covent, the new Covent Garden one, we could literally go to Rathbone Square. Too. <laughs> the choice, so it means we have to go to both of them. 
Do we have another payday before we move? We do. We do. We do. Okay, sorted. Plan. We do. Anyone want to join us? It. We're not going in December. Does anyone want to join us? <laughs> no. Anyone want to, anyone want to uh, fund it? Yeah. <laughs> the requirement is you pay. <laughs> It'll be fine because, you know, like, We'll talk about it on the podcast, so you'll you'll reap the benefits yeah. via the medium of storytelling. You guys will be really pleased to know that we have managed to get Catherine to agree to do an episode with us. <gasps> yes, we did. So Context, remember, Catherine. Yeah, you go. You, you say Yeah, I was going to say, if you remember, uh, what episode was it? We were talking, yeah. We are talking about our dear friend Catherine and her love for... Lisa Jules, the family upstairs. And so much so, in fact, she was going to write a sequel, but then we found out on that episode that there was, in fact, a sequel being written. So... Live reaction on the episode, quite funny, not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, we've been in talks with Catherine, and she has said that she will come as a guest on this podcast to break down the family upstairs. So watch this space. I'm really excited. <laughs> Me too, me too. Um, I actually think I gave my copy away, though. In the book box? Uh, no, well, when I was at home, basically I have a, lo- a whole shelf of books at home. Thanks, Mum and Dad, for keeping that safe for me <laughs> when I live in a tiny flat. <laughs> um, uh, and I like they were like, please, can you sort these out? <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> no, they didn't, they didn't. But I had to sort them out because they were moving them. So I like was like, I'm never gonna read this book again. Because it was before we decided to do an episode on it, but I mean Yeah. But to be fair, having said that, I was like, Mum, can you take these to charity shop for me? My mum sometimes keeps charity shop piles for a while. Love you, Mum, but she does, so it might still be there. Mm. <laughs> so she's gotta hope that she hasn't gone to the charity shop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, drop the charity shop Sue. Yeah, God. Or well, maybe I'll probably go there. And no one will have bought it. I'll just buy it back. You buy it back. <laughs> oh. oh God. Oh yeah. no. We've had an eventful week, though, guys. I mean, not only is it Ellie's birthday at the weekend. The previous week, we went to a JLS concert. So we did. Um, we did. You may remember that. I am a secret, not so secret, Raksu fan. Uh, I think it stemmed from my JLS days. And I'm actually, I actually just want to caveat this, but I do actually have quite good music taste most of the time. <laughs> I just have a little guilty. I have a little guilty pleasure for some for some boy bands. But I, we literally had time of our lives. It was so good, wasn't it? Oh, Catherine, you know, the only you, we, we did this because we had this conversation when we were talking about our only use when we did The Vanishing Half. And what's funny is now that they've wrapped the Spotify wrapped and it's coming. It ends on the 31st of October. And that was perfect timing because you would have wrapped up a lot of JLS before. <laughs> I tweeted this before morning, guys, I tweeted, I literally this morning tweeted, all I can say is I hope and pray that Spotify rap stopped before I attended a JLS concert and listened to nothing else for three days before and afterwards. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> because otherwise, my 2021 playlist is just going to be JLS, which will be annoying. 
It'll be so funny. I'm looking forward to like doing the episode and like ending the year with what your rap was. God. A rap up of our books and a rap up of our music. Okay, but last year my top artist was Taylor Swift. But but I went through a breakup, so it was fully allowed. What was mine? I feel like it was Oh my god. What was my top artist? No. No, I won't be happy if I don't find this out now. Uh, we can we can continue talking whilst we. I feel like it was like Ariana Grande. I think it was. I think yeah. I think you had someone like relatively cool compared to me. To be honest. Your top songs. So make it count. And hey guys, see. Kath was just singing that. I guarantee you, you go anywhere and you start singing it, you'll get a chorus join you. It's amazing. <laughs> Such good vibes. We got a chorus um, in the toilet, we got a chorus in the bar. Spotify wrapped like... is the, the social media moment of the year, though. And do you know what? I'm so buzzed because we're going to have a Spotify wrapped bookish. So, <gasps> yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. And we can see all sorts of fun things. Although Ellie likes to keep on top of our statistics anyway, because she's a little stats gal. Yeah. Oh my god, I love to see what people are listening to. Oh no, my top artist last year was Rosalia. <laughs> she's found it, guys. The I found it. it was she's Rosalia, Rosalia, Travis Scott, Drake, Doja Cat, James Blake. You, you have the. You always like James Blake, really. <laughs> I mean, I can't judge, can I? Mine's going to bloody be Raxu. Raxu, Raxu. They're actually, they're okay. actually great. Like, I stand by the fact that Raxu. They're both X Factor boy bands, though. <laughs> but it was just such a great concert. And I just, I just have so much more appreciation for them. I really liked them at the time. I did want Alexandra Burke to win. I still stand by that. But I think they had such a great career afterwards. Um, they had such great music, like it's just enjoyable, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy and sometimes music just needs to do that. They were so, their performance was really good. Mm. Like I was like, yeah. I didn't really have any expectations for it, but I thought it was great. I mean, I actually, I saw, so we got um, free tickets at work and someone else at work was there. And yeah, by the way, we got free tickets. We didn't like pay to go and see TLS. <laughs> we have a box by a work. Um, but someone else at work was there and I saw them the next day and they were like, wow, you, you and Ellie, you really brought up the vibes. Like everybody, <laughs> like no one could have a bad time because you two were having such a good time. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was literally impossible for anyone to have a bad time because you two were just living your best life. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> we were bringing the energy to that box. <laughs> We were. We really were. We were literally just singing one shot and getting everyone to sing with us. Um, also, you know, when you said we had the free ticket, what made me laugh or made us laugh was that we didn't meet anyone who wasn't there for free. <laughs> yeah, we met these random people in the toilet and they were like, yeah, someone just gave us these tickets like earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jen. It was so... They were, it was full though, so... Out concert, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, but anyway, we also went to a slightly more highbrow event the week before. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we went to the Booker Prize 2021 shortlist reading event, which is really cool. 
And it was, do you know what I was thinking? It was quite different to the Women's Prize Shortlist event. The Women's Prize Shortlist event was like in like a garden, like um, in like central London. It's really sweet, like really cute, good vibes. And cute and warm. It felt quite intimate, I think. Whereas the, the Booker Prize Shortlist readings were in the Southwark Centre, like, which is like quite big. Um, and we got the cheapest tickets, so we were like right at the back. <laughs> um, yeah, it felt quite formal, didn't it? Yeah, but it was still really good. Um, but it was more like you just sort of listening rather than like, I don't know. I think what I really liked about it was that they had like, in terms of accessibility and stuff like that, it was mm. like all So it's just like they had a, an interpreter, they had a signer, they had like it written. They had closed captions as well, didn't they? Yeah. The thing yeah. is, though, like, if they can do that for that event, like, everyone can do it for every event. Like, there's not really an excuse, I don't think. Like, yeah, exactly. they just made it look so easy. They were just like, yeah, this is just part of the event. So, yeah. That was really good. Um, it was really good. And, and speaking of which, the book we're doing today has been shortlisted on both the Women's Prize and uh, Booker Shortlist. Booker Prize shortlist, and we got to hear her reading from her book not only once but twice. We're big and Patricia actually, Lockwood fans now. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it was quite nice to hear her read it twice and read from two different passages of her book because yeah. it was very stark. Um, and we'll talk about like the, the the two different parts are very different, but we'll get into. I think she's so interesting. Like both times that we've heard her talk, I've like. I think she's quite engaging to listen to and like quite funny and yeah I I think I mean I feel like you have to be quite quite a character to write this book though don't you like and she does yeah she yeah. is she's hilarious every time both times we've seen her she's yeah. actually very she's very quick-witted yeah say. she's made me laugh out loud both times um and she makes me laugh on Twitter quite a lot as well um, <laughs> did you see um when they'd announced it I think she was just like Face of a loser. I'm a loser, yeah. Pictures of a loser. Oh, bless. No, but you've earned so much. <laughs> yeah, but like you've she gained so much. She's on two really like big literature 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 lists in one year. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the book is it very interesting. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about Patricia Lockwood. If you couldn't guess what we were talking about, we are talking about No One Is Talking About This by <laughs> Patricia Lockwood, um, which is quite the read. Yeah. Quite the read. It's, I have to say, I read the first like page and I was like, because Ellie had started reading it before me and I read the first page and I was like, wait what <laughs> and i just have to go back and reread it <laughs> i was like okay i think i understand what's happening <laughs> but you have to just get into it once you're into it it's like oh i've lost my voice <clears throat> you only get one shot <laughs> okay i think i'm back i think i'm back Apparently I'm quite good. Yeah, Ellie would just serenade you while I get my voice back. Just could drink some water. <laughs> uh, um, wait. Oh, shit. They, 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 the lyrics came to my head. When I, was... um, I can't do it. 
put on the spot. Apparently. Do you know you know that song, Hottest Girl in the World? And it's like, banana, banana. <laughs> uh, I can't even sing it, but it's so good. I was listening to that this morning. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the book. <laughs> so, do you know what? That was actually quite a good representation. How does it feel to be the hottest girl in the world right now? Two book of two shortlists. But also, I think that's quite a good representation of the book. AKA, you read one sentence about one thing, and then the next sentence is about something completely different. At least in the first half. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a book written in two parts. The first part is about the portal, which is what we know to be as the internet. And then the second part is there's there's an interruption at the very end of the first part, and I guess it's like the protagonist like going back to reality, and then it's very much facing like all the stuff that comes with being like womanhood, basically. It's just yeah. Like everything that comes with being a woman and motherhood and parenthood, and it's it's very stark, um, and it's interesting, I think. Um, very interesting read. I enjoyed the stuff with the portal. I thought it was a very, very observant. I liked the structure of the book. And like you said, it's each thought reads as like, as if you were reading a Twitter, th a Twitter feed. Yeah. So every thought is sort of interrupted by something else. And it's just lots of noise. It really encapsulates like, um, what it's like to be on the internet though, doesn't it? Like one picture will be of someone's pet and then the next pictures of like, Someone's trainers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I um, <laughs> took lots of notes. I did, but I can't read through them now. Da, da, da. Uh, I like, so I think I remember I liked it because it was juicy. It reminds me of being in the noughties. So the chaos and dislocation were so great that people had stopped paying attention to celebrity dogs. No one knew how small they were or what they were wearing or if one had recently been revived by an IV after nearly smothering to death in a very hot purse. The recent era when everyone poured over pictures of celebrities in velour tracksuits picking up after their dogs with wads of daily newspaper came to seem a time of unimaginable luxury, of mindlessness that almost approached enlightenment, came to seem when all was said and done, juicy. <laughs> and I love that because that was the time of like juicy velour tracksuits and like Paris Hilton and the noughties, just like on the cusp of like the the internet really exploding in in any way just it was just that time to be alive and I feel like it's she writes in such like a poetic way like that to end that with juicy and then for anyone to remember that era and gone yeah I remember that dogs in handbags Paris Hilton those band is it band band something hats um, von, those Von Dutch hats. Oh, yeah. Those raw track suits, the juicy ones in particular. They used to get juicy tube lip glosses. And that was a time, it was just on the cusp of everything. And it, yeah, I just love the way that she wrote once you get into it. Yeah. And also, I feel like you get like that, all those like cultural references that like make you laugh out loud if you like know the like the context and stuff. Like, I think we probably got quite a lot of them. But then also like, she manages to like put that with like the stuff about politics and like about how like social media has given like this platform to people in power to like basically yeah. get more power and stuff so like 
um, there's a bit here that's like, every day we're seeing new evidence that suggested it was the portal that allowed the dictator to rise to power. This was humiliating. Like, which is probably about Trump. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely about Trump. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trump yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's really, like, fascinating how she's managed to do that in, like, one book. And then, and then that's, like, even just in the first half of a book, because then in the second half, it's like completely, well, not completely different, but like there is a contrast, isn't there? Yeah. They, she talks about womanhood. I've just realised this twice. So in, on page 86, she puts modern womanhood was more about rubbing snail mucus on your face than she had thought it would be. But it had always been something, hadn't it? Taking drops of arsenic, winding bandages around your feet, polishing your teeth with lead. It was so easy to believe. You freely chose the paints, polishes and waist trainers of your own time while looking back with tremendous pity to women of the past in their well bones that you took the longest strides of your body was capable of while women of the past limped forward on broken arches. You have a new memory, her phone announced and played a slideshow of her trying to get a good picture of her butt in the hotel bathroom at one point <laughs> lifting her leg and balancing it on a towel rack in order to get a better highlight on her left glute. Like, it's exactly that. <laughs> uh, is it exactly it's exactly that also and i couldn't tell you know in the beginning when it talks about her being in the portal basically the protagonist makes a living off of being maybe like an internet celebrity or influencer she had a tweet that went viral and then she now spends her time doing or living in that world and going, going around and speaking about events, yeah yeah events did, did was she having an affair <laughs> Or someone having an affair in her marriage at the beginning of the book? Okay, I don't know, because I also had that question. Like, someone's definitely sleeping with someone at some point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some sort of, like, someone's not being faithful. But then she's <laughs> still... Because the so disturbed or disrupted, it's, you, she gives you that sort of bit of information and as so quickly as she gives it to you she moves on it's brilliant it's so good though because in that like you see stuff on social and you're like huh and then it's gone and you're like you're left wondering what's happening with this person are they still with this person are they not with this person you know but yeah very good very good um i think like a lot of it a lot about the book is like a bit autobiographical. When we were at the women's prize, she said something about her going viral as well. Yeah, so I feel like the second part of the book is definitely she is. Said that was yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's what I, I meant to say that. Yeah, she's a known poet, right? Um, mm. She does have sort of like uh, an internet, she did have an internet presence. I think that's how she probably first was on the stage anyway. A bit like, um, who's that, Samantha Irby. She's like a writer um, and she first started out writing blogs and like essays on a blog and then it got turned into like memoirs, like just essays, collections of her essays. I think that's what Trisha Lockwood did, but she writes more poetry. She you actually can tell that she's a poet, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second half is about actually about what happened to her and her sister, right? Yes. So there's an interruption at the end of the first half. Um, I 
don't remember how it goes. She gets a text from her mum, right? Yeah, it goes something like, basically, she gets told that she must go home, like, now. Like, you need to come back, something's happened. And so she, yeah. she goes. Um, and it's very much about, her, her sister has a baby, and the baby's diagnosed with, I'm not sure what the term... Oh, pro protus syndrome? P-R-O-T-E-U-S. Okay. Oh, yeah, more information about... It's, like, really, really quite rare, I think, and, like, really awful. Obviously, really awful. Um, I guess we see the family sort of um, deal with... I guess love this baby and... Um, at, through through the small amount of time that they have with the baby before um, the baby dies, um, and just how it affects them all, how it affects the protagonist. Like it's really it's really sweet and it's really sad. Sort of I cried quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I think like also just the contrast. The first half, like the first half, like you could literally just be scrolling through social, reading it, and the second half is like really quite serious and like quite profound. Not that the first half isn't quite profound, but like in a different way, um, and it's like talking about life and like <clears throat> like there's stuff about the baby experiencing seasons and things like that, and yeah. just makes you sort of like think about like how precious life is and like how short <laughs> life can be. She, there's less interruptions, um, or the interruptions are, I guess, more fluid in thought than they were in the first part of the portal where you can be absolutely distracted by anything mm. and so it was nice to have more of a, a consciousness more presence from the protagonist than you do in the first half mm -hmm. um, and yeah when they took the baby to disneyland i was just like oh, i can't cope yeah um yeah i think she does it so well she she speaks so beautifully about what the baby means to them. Also, I thought, obviously, I know she's done it like this because it's her, like, her experience. But I think it was very interesting that it was from the sister's point of view, obviously, because that was the protagonist. But, you know, like, yeah. there's probably, like, other, like, I know I've read a book once um, about a terminally ill child. Really cheery read, obviously. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a really good book actually. It's by Claire McIntosh called After the End, and basically it's about it's from the parents' perspective. Like it's a really a really hard book to read actually. It's really quite sad. Um, they have to like make a decision about his treatment and stuff. Um, but like it's from the parents' perspective, so like I think I, like I found that quite interesting that like, it was from like like an auntie's perspective kind of thing or like a like yeah. still like a close family member but like not the mother do you know what i mean or the father yeah so yeah so how it just show goes to show like how far reaching yeah exactly exactly the i would say like no is it the reading agency they have like a no one's talking about it reading guide that they built with the women's prize which mm. is very good they've got some discussion points around womanhood and um other bits here like um i'll just read some of them to you you okay. don't have to answer them um so, <laughs> quiz time <laughs> so, 
is how so they ask how is womanhood defined and no one is talking about this how does Lockwood's point of view point of view character interact with ideas surrounding womanhood in the portal and outside of it which is what the two parts do very well because in page 84 she talks about I guess the things that we do to feel like a woman and then the in the second half it's very much the being the stuff that comes with maybe being a mother or being a, a woman then on page 94 the main point of view character considers the difficulty in writing about social media has patricia lockwood succeeded in capturing the online experience why do you think lockwood hasn't given the main character a name should she have did you like the style and language of no one is talking about this or why not why or why not and how is the baby depicted how did you feel about the way the baby's death is written that was really sad as well oh god yeah i cried like I cried like a baby, for want of a better phrase. Um, yeah, I think in terms of the protagonist not having a name, I reckon that's like quite... Well, I guess it kind of suggests that it could literally be anyone. Like, yeah. obviously it's quite a personal story, but like basically it could happen to anyone or like something like that could happen to anyone. And also, also, on social media you have a username, but it's not necessarily your name. Like no. people like often like influencers are, like known by their username and no one actually like and then they change it to their real name and everyone's like, Who the hell is this? Um Yeah. So like that maybe that. And then I also think in terms of encapsulating social media, um I think I think it's quite uh, I think it's done in quite an abst abstract way, but still in like quite a good way. Like I don't think I've read anything else similar to it, to be honest. Um yeah, don't know what you think. Um, I liked that the author didn't have a name because, like you said, I think if she had a name, it would have felt like a step removed from it feeling as personal. Mm -hmm. And I think that because they talk about just the simple things, like, you know, when I think they found the diagnosis of for the baby while she was pregnant, right? Yeah. There's like quite restrict. Were they in Ohio? I don't really know what the laws are. Oh God, there was all that written. stuff about not being able to. Mm, yeah. Right, and so there's some of the they're just some of the things that I guess some of the factors in that part of the world that women face where they're in this position, but they don't really have much choice as to what they can do about it. I mean, for them, it it, it worked out. In a, in a sense, because they got to spend time and give love and pour love into to this little human that they made, even if it was for a short amount of time, and they absolutely loved her, um, for who she is and who she was in in the six months that they had her. But it's very it's very weird to think how different that could have been had... Um, and it's just a discussion point, I'm not saying it's right yeah. or wrong, just how different that could have been if they had choices or options or um, mm. yeah um, and then I think though like um they it's almost like the experience that like you don't need to know who this person is you're like living their experience if that makes sense exactly yeah it's like watching it's like experiencing it with a friend like if you have a friend that's going through something it felt like that yeah yeah as opposed to like yeah, I think if if the use, yeah, I think if the person had a name, it would have made it 
feel different and yeah. she did have a name maybe like you know how you said about usernames and stuff i'd almost wanted to know her by her username going through it rather than her actual name or her username for the first half and then you find out her yeah. actual name in the second half yeah 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 um i do think she gets internet culture very well i agree i think yeah i agree <laughs> she said at the book prize event that if she could um jump on a grenade to get rid of the internet for us all she would <laughs> or something like that <laughs> I was like what <laughs> I was like thanks I think <laughs> um, <laughs> having said that I don't think the internet is inherently bad I think it just no. has bad elements I think it does a lot of good as well like I think the problem with the internet is that it's like owned by everyone isn't it so like you can't like stop the hate but you can also like encourage the good stuff. So yeah. Yeah. The internet's a very difficult place to navigate at the best of times. I actually, okay, I wrote an essay on um social media and like what like if you could reinvent it, what you would do. Um and oh, yeah. do you remember that? Um yeah. and in it I said that like I would um try and limit the echo chamber element of it like as in because I think because I often like get surprised at election results because I'm in an echo chamber of my views um well I don't so much anymore but like I remember like the first like time I could vote like I was very much in an in an echo chamber of like what I thought because like the algorithm was just giving me what I wanted to see um which is which was obviously like fine but also like then I was quite shocked and like I feel like that's obviously not a bad, necessarily a bad echo chamber, but like that, that obviously can then be bad for a lot of like bad things. Um, oh. And um, I think that it needs to have like an element that like forces you to see different opinions and like forces you to see different people that aren't the same as you. Um, so yeah, I feel like. That's, that's like a thing that I think about social media. <laughs> like I feel like it's too, like it's your algorithm. It knows what you want to see. Well, it's like it should almost like take that responsibility away from you and be like, because you can like force it to show you other stuff by like actively seeking that out. But I almost feel like the responsibility should be on the social media platforms to give you that different perspective with its algorithms to be like, oh, you know, like, on Instagram now, you can, like, see posts from, like, other people. Like, and it's, yeah. like, because you follow X, you should follow, you should see this post by X. And it's, like, basically just another Gymshark athlete, like, or whatever. <laughs> like, if it's, like, you follow this Gymshark athlete, follow this Gymshark athlete, right? Now Which we know fine. what Pat is following on Instagram. I don't actually, I don't think I actually follow any. Anyway, that's the size of thing. Because that was a very specific... <laughs> Call out. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I played Do you know what made me think about that? It's because I was looking at Ben Francis' Instagram earlier today. I don't know why. Oh, he got married, didn't he? So did he? Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry. like it should be like, oh, because you follow this, maybe you should look at something different. You know? Yeah. See. It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. You can read my essay, guys, if you want. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they've got a really cool um, writing exercise on this uh, on this reading guide. 
yeah where it says copy half an hour's worth of text from one of your social media feeds into the doc into a document or copy text into a notebook and then read it aloud how does it sound are there any repeating themes or common consensus about something certain language slang or phrases it uses do some voices speak more than others now look at the text and see if you can make something of it perhaps a poem or inspiration for a short story if it's a poem see if you can use the text you have without adding anything else mix it up if necessary alternatively use a phrase or topic mentioned as an inspiration for a short story mm. i think it's a really nice exercise might see it on our blog yeah i was just thinking about language and social media not to be like another oh i wrote this again but in my, <laughs> <laughs> in my master's thesis i wrote about um, so like language on social media it was about like um it was the online meta language surrounding uh neologisms created to replace anglicisms in france <laughs> just in case anyone's interested in that. <laughs> but basically i looked at like what people were tweeting about it that was my master's thesis and like looked and like, analyzed the language and stuff so like language on social media is so fascinating because people talk in such a different way. And I think people are like fully, fully bringing that into like our daily talk as well. Like, yeah, I actually say lol out loud sometimes, which is so embarrassing, but like it does happen. He doesn't. doesn't go lol. <laughs> and like, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm crying. As in like laughing, like, you know, the emoji with the crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could talk, we could talk for hours about social media, really. Yeah. Oh, it's our job. <laughs> it was my job before. It's my job writing my bloody master's thesis on it. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, do you have a favourite meme? Um, meme. A meme. All of my memes. I can't. I'm sorry. You... <laughs> All of my memes. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably post it on social. Do you, do, you guys, do you guys get that reference? Gemma Collins on Radio oh, One was you. like she became a meme for something. I don't even know what the meme was. She becomes a meme quite a lot and. She was talking to one of the Radio 1 presenters and he was like, oh, have you seen, um, and she was like, have you seen, have you seen the memes? And she was like, what? She was like, oh yeah, I've seen all the memes. <laughs> so that like, is so funny. Like, and then Radio 1 just like repeated it, like her being like, meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's memes. brilliant. Memes. Oh, she's, she is a walking, talking meme. She's hilarious. I absolutely love Gemma Collins. Oh God. But oh, you know, my favourite meme. I like the one with the cartoon and he's sat in the fire and he's like holding a cup of coffee and he's like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel quite regularly. <laughs> you know, the um, uh, BuzzFeed did a, they do a, they've got content on their channel where it's like, I became a meme and it's the stories behind those memes. Oh yeah, you showed it's me this. Really, yeah, it's actually really fascinating because some of them come from real sort of deep, or sort of darker places, um, and then how the meme has like changed their life. But for for want of something a little bit more lighthearted, I like the one where it's that. Is it that black guy and he's all dressed up in like eighties gear and he's just like, 
<laughs> like that. I can't, I can't describe it because I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure. I think he has that thing where he does that knowing look. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I know the one. I know the one. Yeah. I like the one with that guy that's like, um, and he's got the question marks around him. <laughs> yeah. Or, or when you're trying to figure something out and they've got all of the maths start like the. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah. woman that's like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, guys, oh, um, I feel like this is so out of context. Everyone's going to be listening to us, like, trying to guess the meme. <laughs> the early internet memes where it's like Lord of the Rings and it's Sean Bean and it's like one doesn't simply walk into Wardour and then people just took it and then one simply doesn't. That one simply doesn't mean. We love Sean Bean. Oh, God. Memes are brilliant. Yeah. yeah there's probably more. There's probably... I Well... There's, there's loads more that I could think of that I can't right now, but yeah. Also, one thing I will say, and I say this a lot, and I feel like it needs to go on the podcast. There is, I know, not memes, gifs, moving on to gifs. There is a Shit's Creek gif for absolutely every single circumstance that you could possibly yes. imagine. Absolutely. I can prove it to you. Give me a sentence, I'll find you a Shit's Creek gif. <laughs> is that you telling me to tell you that, or you're just telling people to do that? I'm telling the world. <laughs> Bye. And the question sentence, I'll find you a gift. Sentence, and she'll send you a gift. I'm much better at gifts than I am at memes. I think. <gasps> Ellie's like, Ellie's much better at memes. Ellie's like the thing is, guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but Ellie's a lot cooler than me. So. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Now, so our manager said to us once that <laughs> that Ellie. Ellie, Ellie's a lot nerdy. No, when you meet Ellie, she's really cool, and then you find out she's really nerdy. And when you meet <laughs> me, <laughs> I look really nerdy, and then you find out I'm quite cool. I was like, I'd definitely rather be Ellie. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the glasses. They make, they make me look. If I was wearing glasses, it'd be a different thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, funny. Yeah. Oh, well. Synergy. <laughs> me and you yeah ying 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 and yang ying and yang ying and yang oh yeah when um i played um have you ever what's it called bo bo boggle or something or something like that it's like it's almost like snap and you have to like say the the things that come up and there was a little ying and yang, ying and yang symbol on it and i like in the heat of the moment like couldn't think what it was and i was like peace thing that's not the peace thing oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. But it is like a peace thing, but it's not a peace thing. I know, and they were like, yin and yang. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, babe. See, you knew. <laughs> on them. Just spin it on them. But yeah. Well, I mean, this was a fun chat. I feel even more in love with Patricia Lockwood than I did before, after this chat. About you. Don't forget, we've got a poll running on episode 15 about whether you want to listen to, uh, if you want an episode on Paula Hawkins, go along the train. So make sure you go vote. 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> like, comment and subscribe. <laughs> Welcome back to the channel. We're in the portal now, guys. We are in the portal. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We don't really use Facebook, but we do have a Facebook page. We work in marketing, guys. We know you need to cross-platform, okay? One day we might not have, we won't have TikTok. We haven't got the time for TikTok, to be honest. We have, we have entertained the idea, but 
We can barely do reels, so. <laughs> I mean, we have full-time jobs and other hobbies, so. I just don't know how people do it. I mean, this is why you've got a month break in between episodes. But we are going to do one in two weeks time, aren't we? Hopefully. We are, because we figured that actually it's easier to do it in the morning. <laughs> We're recording in the morning right now, and it's actually easier than trying to find an evening. That's why I'm so, so energetic, because I'm a morning person. Maybe it's a good thing for the for the content. <laughs> you get us right at the beginning. You get all of our morning thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to use all my energy on this episode. Actually, no, I've got to save some for work. Oh. I'm going to trundle along to the office in a minute. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, my shower's broken. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, they're not fixed that. Um, oh, it's a different story for another time. <laughs> I there will be swear words and mean things said about landlords, so we it's fine. Hopefully, he doesn't know I have a podcast, so he won't listen. Uh, but no, I don't have a shower. I have a like I have a I have water. I had a bath last night on a Monday night, which was elite behaviour for me. But no, I don't have a shower. So I mean, I love that for you, but also like fucking hell. No, but can I just say, right, guys, context. Friday morning, after the JLS concert, bit too much wine, quite tired, was like, lying in bed, being like, it's okay, Catherine, the shower is waiting for you. A warm, hot shower will sort you out. And I literally mustered all the, all the energy I had to get out of bed, and I walked onto the landing, and my flatmate was like, I've got some really bad news. <laughs> the shower's broken. And I was like, no. So I was just sat in the bath, like, contemplating how much wine I drank the night before. Like, why did I drink this wine? <laughs> just in the bath, like, I hate myself. Then I went and got coffee and all was fine. But, yeah. So it was traumatic, but it's fine. It'll be fixed soon. Maybe. Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> just be like, we're not conserving, like, it's better, it's more... Uh, environmentally friendly to have a shower than it is to have a bath. Well, the thing uh, is, I think if it's not fixed soon, I'm just going to go to my parents' house <laughs> and be like, Mum, I'm coming to stay. <laughs> She'll be like, I thought you left. <laughs> Why are you back? I keep leaving and then going back to my parents' house, like, hey guys, I'm back. Like, what we got rid of you? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, right gotta go gotta dash but lovely to speak to you i'll speak to you in approximately half an hour <laughs> yes <laughs> i've got to back you up a hive of fucking spiders now oh, you, call them a colony. you but we've had lots of spider chats on the podcast and we know that you'll be fine with that yeah i saw them last night as i came in i went to go see eternals but um yeah i was like it's it's midnight until <laughs> in the morning Oh, I mean, that would not fly if you were my flatmate. I'd make you sort them out there and then. <laughs> she saw them and she texted me like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine, I can do it. Go and save her. Go and save her. She's not here. She's at work. Oh. She just walked past them and went to work. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. fine. <laughs> um... She did submit, like, like, what I did last night was like, I'm going to bed. It's a morning problem. Right. And she was just like, I'm going okay, to work. It's an early you. problem. It is an early problem. It's now your problem. 
It's not my problem. Yeah, my problem is that I'm going to be late. Yeah, no so I'm yeah, I've got you. Go. So <laughs> uh, love you. <laughs> bye. bye. And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe and share with your friends and we'll love you forever. <laughs> Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>